0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get the new year up and running in Scottish football. Celtic stay nine points clear at the top after an action-packed two-all draw with Rangers at Ibrox. Hearts have capital bragging rights and a hold on third place after seeing off Hibs in another dramatic game. And there was a big win for Dundee United as Aberdeen's search for a victory continues. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Well, what a day we had yesterday. Drama everywhere, but none more so than at Ibrox, where both managers seem content with a point, but... You can bet both sets of fans aren't. Rangers fans probably not happy that their team threw it away. Celtic fans probably not happy with some decisions on the day. I think we're going to have a lively phone in tonight. Yes, it does to settled after yesterday, Gordon. It'll be interesting to hear what the fans are now thinking about it. I didn't think it was the greatest game of quality, but once again, these games always bring up talking points and excitement elsewhere. Managers are coming under a little bit of pressure. Aberdeen, uh, Hibbs, Lee Johnson. So wins are uh, needed and valuable. Come on then, 01419511025. Let's start the year as we mean to go on with polite debate and mutual understanding at all times. Mm, I think, think not. That. Get your thoughts into us though, either way, on that number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. You don't even need me. Uh, to float the potential topics tonight After a day like yesterday Everyone must Simply must have Scottish football At the front of their minds Obviously for a lot of people in this city And surrounding areas That game at Ibrooks. What about the result The goals that were scored The good things The bad things The refereeing performances All the usual fun of the fair After Glasgow's big two meet Let's do it right here These were the nights Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Was made for 0141951 1025. But when you look across the league yesterday, high drama in the Edinburgh Derby. It would be nice to hear from you, Hearts fans and Hibs fans. You Hibs fans starting to get a bit tetchy. Um, and Aberdeen fans, maybe same question uh, would apply to you. So much going on across the league. 0141 951 1025. Let's set the mood then. You two don't get the chance to do this on a Tuesday. Mm, a I Tuesday. Enjoy this. Because we've got a full fixture card on a Monday. What was your result of the. I'm going to rebrand it. What was your result of the year? Oh, See what yeah, I did there. Like All right, it. I'll Thanks. go first. I'm going to go for no, my you old... go first. Thanks. I'll go for my old side. Dundee United <sighs> were, not so long ago, bought me the table. A few good results. One against Ross County, but backed up. We had dogged display against St. Johnson. Grabbed the goal way on. I think that's worthy of my result of the year. Okay. I'm heading to the capital. Um, Hearts against Hibs and Porton one for Hibs opens up a five point gap from third to fourth a convincing win and Lauren Shacklin at his best Okay, <laughs> very dramatic that, right, okay. goal of the weekend it's not weekend goal of the year goal my the apologies year. well this one sticks in my throat but look I've got to be honest I thought Ryan Kent's goal was uh, a magnificent strike from him I think the way he took the ball, his first touch was great, his second touch just took it outside Alistair Johnson and the one then to curl it in to the back post area. Unstoppable for Joe Hart, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Okay, yeah, good for goal. You. Uh, but I'm heading up the M9, uh, doing my rounds today. I thought Dundee United's build-up and Tony Watt's finish 
to clinch three points A difficult away venue St Johnston Was absolutely terrific Okay uh, Howler of the weekend Howler of the year My apologies What's what's on your mind? There's a few Only one Back down there mate Livingston <laughs> What's your obsession with the motorway <laughs> network? studying an atlas yeah, I, just, I just feel there's a bit of country here eh, Do you get an AA route planner <laughs> for your Christmas? <laughs> I guess I got sat nav in the Forget way Forget the road that you take right, right? Okay. What was your howler of the, of the uh, day? Without a shadow of a doubt And people may disagree with that Ricky Lamy's penalty kick against With Livingston Motherwell It's the worst decision And no wonder we argue with VAR And say they got it wrong Because I cannot believe That they gave a penalty kick for that I agree Mm. It's definitely the standout handball decision of the day And don't let anyone tell (laughs) you any different It it was quite something I'll agree That was a shocker Yeah, Uh, Okay, your howler of the day I'm going to go Further up the M8 <laughs> to, to Tynecastle Willie Fish Now you imagine You're making your first appearance For Hibston sign in the summer Lee Johnson says Look let's keep things tight here guys Especially if you're in the back four You decide to dribble To your own touchline And then get robbed from Cammy Devlin Which then inevitably Allows Shanklin to put the ball in the net And you're one down after eight minutes Absolute howler from the Hibs defender Wasn't great I'll give him mm. that uh, Right What about then who, Who's the top man Top performer from yesterday Right okay I'm not even moving out of the car park I'm staying at uh, Macaroni um, <laughs> Liam Kelly Tony bit of it right Yeah The Macaroni uh, Liam Kelly I gave him criti- I was critical of him At Ibrox I thought he was very very poor Two penalty kick saves yeah, Can't do better yeah, than that yeah, Pretty good I'm going to go for Shankland I think he's He's come into his own we did in the line for Hearts Got the armband on And scores two in the derby Can he beat that? Right, there we are then That sets the tone 01419511025 What is on your mind After yesterday? A simple question With about Five million possible answers I would imagine So come on down It's a new year Let's do it here On Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Alan is a Rangers fan To kick things off What did you take away From yesterday, Alan? Hey, good evening, panel Hello Happy New Year to you <laughs> Thank you, same uh, to you uh, I was just saying the producer there I think there's uh, two or three good positives to come out of uh, the game yesterday I think from Michael Beale's career club uh, fitness levels pre uh, Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale had dropped off but I think the fitness levels are getting back up I thought there was a couple of good performances I thought we deserved the victory uh, and hopefully we get Tom Warren's and others back in January, I think the league has nine points plus their goal difference. So it's for Michael Beale, hopefully get a couple of cups and move on and get some signings. Are there positives for, for Rangers? Yeah, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I think especially second half, Gordon. Um, Michael Beale, it was interesting because we get phone calls and one or two Rangers fans not happy with Sands coming on, being a bit more... Uh, negative and I can totally understand that he had the had the lead 2-1 at Ibrox you know do you stick or twist and Michael Bale quite rightly for me decided right I'm going to stick here Rangers fans were saying go for a juggler all credit to Celtic come back in but where I give Michael Bale credit is and I know you guys were touching on it yesterday that what set the tone for Rangers was when Joe Hart you know get caught with Morelos for me it was Probably the half-time team talk. He tweaked the formation a little bit. I thought Rangers were quicker to the ball because 
problems to Celtic. They stopped them playing through the middle of the park where they're so, so strong. So I think Michael Bill must come in for a lot of credit for that. I totally agree with Alan. I'm not going to judge him just now. Um, I think he's got to get transfer windows like every other manager. New signings come in, fresh faces and a new way of playing. To draw 2-2 against Celtic yesterday, and Celtic are a class side and let's not get away from that. Uh, yeah, positives for me. I think so. I think they obviously competed this time round. You know, when you look at the last performance at Celtic Park, didn't look like a govern Celtic, looked miles off it. And it did look like a transformed Ranger side. I mean, the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought Celtic looked comfortable. Obviously, the goal helps that. But when Rangers started to grow into the game, and then particularly in the second half when they came out and got the two goals, they did look strong. And, you, th- you know, as good as Celtic are, it looked like it would take something special to, to break Rangers down. Um, so I think Rangers fans... You know, can be positive about it. There'll obviously be a bit of frustration that they couldn't hold on because, you know, eight, eight minutes, you're almost there. They're almost tasting victory. Six points, it would have been the difference, and they would have thought the title race is back on. Um, so that would have been a bit of a, a sickener for them. But there is positives. It looks like a, a better Rangers side than when Van Bronckhurst departed the club. Gordon's right, Alan, I don't say that lightly. We were hearing a lot yesterday of comments along the line of, yeah, but a draw was no use, we needed to win, that's the league over, um, we had the game in our grasp, we let it slip. You're not bothered by that stuff, you've been a bit more positive. I'm, I'm, well, I'm bothered that they let the game slip, but uh, no, that, I think there is positives, and as Gordon says, a lot of people's going on about Sands, but there was maybe... He was was he holding on to the league? I, I think Lindstrom going off was a big a big thing for us. Uh, and Tillman, uh, he had gave everything, so he had run out of steam. So the, the changes were made for obvious reasons. And uh, in my opinion, Lindstrom going off was a major factor. Eh? Uh, yeah, I think um, you know missing one of your influential midfield players, of course, it is. But substitutions are there to come on and turn the game and change the game. You've seen that happen with Celtic. Uh, Postacoglu is absolutely brilliant at it. The only bit of criticism in the second half that I gave Bill was the fact that I thought he was wrong when he took Morelos off. Sakala had Juranovic all over the place and he was causing him all sorts of problems. I thought it was the wrong move to move him in in the middle of the park. I think if Juranovic and Mark went on about him all day yesterday, you're thinking, thank goodness, because Scott Wright, come on, never really troubled him. I just thought that if I was going to be critical of the moves yesterday from Rangers, and I know that the Rangers fans are out there saying, yeah, we had to win, we had to go for it, but I just think it's one step at a time for Michael Bale because, as I say, he needs new players, he needs fresh faces, but that, to me was probably the one that I was a bit disappointed with if I was Rangers fan. How do you feel overall, Alan? Was it was the league over before yesterday anyway? Is it over now? Is, is it not over at all? How, how would you describe it? Uh, as the panel says, I think we had to get a victory yesterday. Uh, I can't see Celtic dropping 11 points. Uh, and I think somebody said yesterday they dropped 9 or 10 points in the full of 2022. So uh, it's of building on as a club and hopefully as Gordon says getting a couple of transfer windows for Michael Beale and, uh, and unfortunately one quick point uh, and I hate bringing it up because I've done it once before 
when is the Celtic board going to pull their heads out of the sand and make comments? There is no need for that doing yesterday. Or there's people's lives in Celtic as a club tried to make it quite rightly so about Frank McGarvey and they still let themselves down again. You'd have to agree with that. Uh, and I think any right-minded person would agree with it. Because Alan's right. It's You take football politics out of it. When it's a minute silence um, for the Ibrox disasters, people's lives um, that were lost in that day. And, you know, that group of fans who decided to boo really have to have a long, hard look at themselves, I'm afraid. Thank you, Alan. Alan there in Falkirk and 01419511025, which, of course, is the number you can get involved in. Uh, so let's hear it. What did you make of the game overall? Sum it up. I feel like we, we dived straight into... Alan's specific points about Ranger fitness and whatever we didn't really get your overview Fast and Furious I, I agree with Mark in the sense that I thought Celtic started the better side obviously got off to a terrific start with the goal um, Rangers sort of a, they were taking their time I thought Celtic in the middle of the park their movement was too good although at times very unlike Celtic they were giving the ball away cheaply Uh I just thought second half Michael Beale must take a bit of credit He tweaked the formation a little bit He stopped Celtic getting that possession in the middle of the park What helps is obviously Ryan Kent and Mark's giving him goal of the year And I thought it was an absolutely stunning goal uh, That helps, that gets everybody off their seats That gets the home fans right behind you And um, I thought Celtic showed great character to come back Because you never write them off Especially with the quality they've got And Hugo sticks one in the back in it and Celtic would have taken that point draw a fair result should Rangers have held on uh, what, what, how would you describe I think it so. when you analyse the game there's no doubt Celtic started the stronger when they got the goal they looked more comfortable when Joe Hart made the error you'd just seen that effect in Rangers and it was almost like they thought oh, we can get at this team they had a few set pieces they finished the half the stronger they came into the second half the stronger I think the changes that Ange Postacoglu made then affected Celtic. I thought Moy coming on uh, allowed Celtic to, to get a grip of the ball again. There was that bit of composure. Jota being added as well. And of course, the two of them combined for the goal. So Celtic started the stronger and finished the stronger. But the large portion in the middle, I thought Rangers were the, the better side. So all in all, probably a draw is a fair result. Uh, OK, I think we can go back to the phones. There's a lot coming in on Twitter over there as well. We'll try and hear from the managers as well at some stage. So busy old show, let's bring in David, who's a Rangers fan uh, from Southampton. Uh, how do you look back on it, David? Uh, yeah, for me, the difference was the strength of the benches. Um, so, uh, you know, we brought on Rangers. I'm a Rangers fan. We brought on uh, Yotta. Sorry, we brought on Wright and... and, uh, uh, and um, James Sands. Uh, James Sands. And they brought on Yotta and Abada, you know, and, and Moy as well, obviously. Obviously, we've got Jack, who's still pretty good. But, uh, you know, the strength of their bench was is far better than ours. But despite all that, we still managed to compete and probably should have won the game. So, you know, it's, it's re- looking really good for Rangers going forward, thinking when we get to uh, a couple of transfer windows under our belt in January and then the summer, uh, and we get Hadji back, and uh, and Kolak um, and Lawrence and Roof, uh, you know Kolak and Roof up to speed, and and Hadji and Lawrence back. Then I think um, you know the future's looking bright. I genuinely forgot about Tom Lawrence for a minute mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, then, is this was the contrasting strength of 
yeah. bench something that jumped out for you as can't, well? I, I can't disagree with that. I, 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 I don't think there's many can disagree with that when you look at the strength of the two benches yesterday and the attacking power that Celtic, when they're chasing the game, and Postacoglu admitted it, it could, they could have felt sorry for herself. The game was away from them, but they showed great character and coming on. Now, I feel a bit sorry for for Sands because he came in for a bit of criticism yesterday. Look, the manager decided to shore things up. Lindstrom, no, that was injured, had to come off. Now, you could have put an attacking player on there because probably sitting at Ibrox, you're thinking, right, we've got Celtic here today. Below par, we're on to them. It's 2-1. Get our field on. Our field's one of the best midfield players going into the box, late runs, counter-attacks in the game. He made a living out of it. He's been absolutely brilliant, especially coming off the bench. He's the one Rangers player that you would say probably makes the biggest impact coming off the bench. But fair play to Postacoglu. He would decide that, look, the worst I'm going out of here, I'm still six points with a massive goal difference. I'm going to stick four forwards up there. Kugel just played, you know, off Jackie Marcus, and that's where he got his goal for. Jota comes on, quality, a badder bags of pace. Some play, uh, some Celtic supporters not that long ago were we are singing the praises of Jackie Mack saying that he should be the number one starter. So, and, and Moy, I thought, really I did, I thought Moy, one, was unlucky not to start, but I thought when he came on, he showed a bit of composure in the middle of the park, started passing the ball. So, yeah, I definitely agree with David that right now, I think the Celtic squad is far stronger than what the Rangers one is. And the play, the thing is with Ange Postacoglu, he said at the start of the season that no player was going to play 60 games a season like it has happened in previous years. That he was going to use his full squad. I, I wondered if that was ever going to be the case, if that was just a soundbite or just a headline. Quite see, he's been true to his word. He picks teams, one, to begin the game and play 60 minutes to 65 minutes, and the others, the five to come off the bench and actually affect things. Now, he was done to four, obviously because Greg Taylor went off, Juranovic came on. You gotta say the the four that comes on, you know they affect the you know they affect the actual game, and uh, that's the real positive about the Celtic side. That even when I played, you would probably look at the bench and you maybe had two on there that could come on and maybe change the outcome of a game or the way it was going. Celtic side have got so many that can come on and change things. Uh, David, you you sound like a similar um, mood, if you like, to the previous callers. You don't you don't feel down about the this idea that that's the league officially done. Is that not something you subscribe to? Is that is that not a view that you take? Yeah, pr- probably. I think we needed to win yesterday. Really, if we had any chance of catching him, if I'm brutally honest, I think um, a draw is probably not good enough. Um, but if we can make a bit of inroads into the into the lead, then you never know. But I think it's it's probably gone. I think I need, we probably needed to win yesterday. But as I say, it's building for the future for next season, January and the summer, and then next season. I think with the uh, with the mentality that Bill's installing, he's got that elite mentality and really putting the belief into the players. And I think it's it's looking good. Well, funnily enough, a lot's been said about the substitutions for both sides. David felt that was a key part of the game. Let's hear from both managers on that very topic. It wasn't the intention, if I'm honest, to, to sit back in. That's why we're frustrated. But good teams at times in the game, they'll make you do it. Obviously, the team's been through some trauma this season. So there's that, that as well. And you're on the side trying to will them forward. Because every time we did go down and press, we nicked the ball quite high and we had we had good thingy. Listen, Kamar and Antonio are there 
in mind, body and spirit. If we were, we were two, one down with 10 minutes to go, they'd have both been on the pitch. But we weren't. They're not, they're not ready just yet. And I've got to be fair to them as well. We needed goals and, you know, having both of them out there. I mean, Kyogo's pretty clever. He can, he can sort of drop in as a 10. He's played that in his career. So I just felt at that time, you know, um, you know, we needed a goal. And, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I thought sort of Rangers started to retreat a bit, which meant, you know, hopefully we'd get some more balls in the box. And if we did that, having extra bodies in there would, would help us. And, um, you know, it worked out that way. Thanks David, good time to call The best time to call 01419511025 And you could be up next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here Looking back on as many of the big talking points From yesterday as possible If you think we're missing any Pick up the phone That's the name of the game 01419511025 and Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Phil, who's a Celtic fan. From a Celtic fan's perspective, Phil, what did you take away from yesterday? Well, what I took from the game was uh, Celtic had two shots at goal. And I think they scored two goals. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember McGregor having another save to make. Yeah, but I don't think of, he did yet. So all of a sudden, Rangers are absolutely fantastic. I don't follow Phil Who said Rangers Were absolutely fantastic uh, Well If you go on the social media Social media is making that uh, As if they've got the three points Whereas Celtic Gained a point I'm still confused though Because you, you started off By saying Celtic Only had two shots So A goal I, th- I thought that Does that not Sound it sounded to me As if you were going to be Critical of Celtic's performance How are you using Celtic's two shots At goal And only two shots At goal To diminish Rangers well, two shots a goal and two goals. That makes perfect um, sense. That's like something I'd come out with. Um, I was like you. I thought uh, Phil was going to be say we didn't do enough. We didn't attack enough yeah. or whatever. <coughs> yeah, but I don't think. Um, look, there's positives. I think for both sides there yesterday, Michael Beale come up against a terrific Celtic side that are flying just now and. To me, the league's going anyway, and I think a lot of people would will admit mm. that it's not just the nine points. But then it can't different. have been yesterday, though, if Rangers had won the game. <sighs> yeah, I, I think it would have gave, given so much hope, but you're always you're always facing that difficulty, saying right two one. I keep going back to Michael Beale as a new manager, and he's learning his trade now. You 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 might put that fast forward that another year as a and manager with the experience. He might have just went for broke there yesterday and thought, I'm going to stick on a, an attacking player, I'm going to stick on Arfield. There's no doubt in my mind that he looked at the game and thought, if I get a 2-1 here, this is a brilliant result. But I keep going back to character to Celtic, Ange Postacoglu, on he goes with his big players and they produce 2-2. I just thought, in the terms of quality, Gordon, it wasn't, well... I was expecting I don't think it was great But for excitement And these games Never let you down And you've always got Talking points And I think Quietly Both sets of supporters Will look back today And think Right okay Celtic will take the 2-2 They've not gained any ground It's not 6 points we still get the 9 And Rangers fans Will look like Okay we're progressing You probably You set your own expectations Don't you Mark The way Celtic have been going And they were favourites To get into the game There was a I think a general feeling that Celtic had a, a very strong chance of winning the game, and then certainly among Celtic fans, heightened that you know that optimism. 
Going to your nearest rivals On their patch Drawing the game Maintaining your nine point lead And in normal times That's absolutely fine It's not yeah. off, It's not often that You win every single yeah. Derby in a season um, Ange Postacoglu Sort of tried to Make that point Didn't he Look, They're just, just humans They just maybe Weren't quite yeah. At it or Is that I think I think before the game I, I get Ange Postacoglu's standards Are so high But I think if he's Totally honest That if he came away From Ibrox With a point And And The lead was still nine points I think he would have said I'll, I'll take that now then you get into the game and the way the game ebbs and flows then maybe your opinion changes when Celtic go one up after five minutes and then they have that period where they look the stronger team and if anybody's going to score it's maybe them at that period then I suppose the Celtic fans are thinking this could be anything I mean we had a call on Friday night Gordon saying oh well I don't think it'll be the nine that Celtic scored against Dundee United and we kind of it was good we cleared that up though yeah Yeah. Yeah. but I get the optimism when Celtic go one up and the Celtic fans think if they score again here then this could be a route however the game swung now by the end of the game when you're 2-1 down with three minutes to go and you manage to nick one I'm sure that full 700 that was in the corner Watching the game And Ange Postacoglu And everybody Went out of Ibrox Feeling it was almost like a win So the game kind of Changes as you go Was the league over already? Phil Did it, did anything change yesterday? Is that it cemented? Or how do you view it? It's not cemented But Gordon never answered my question well, what, what was the question? You know what I mean? When I say to him We only had two shots of goal We scored two goals Yeah McGregor never had a save to make And then we started Waffling on about something else That's not a question Phil What was the question? The question was and all the media that I've been on that I've seen Rangers by this and Rangers by that Celtic only had two shots of goal and scored two goals uh-huh. so who's got the problem? Your question is who's got the problem? Aye Answer him Answer the man Who's got the problem? Me Because I have no idea What he wants me to answer him It's it's tough Phil Look, Because you've seen A Rangers fan 10 Rangers fans I don't know how many On social media Saying they were fantastic Maybe maybe you have I uh, Danny you two think Rangers were fantastic No I, 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 yeah, I, I think we all summed the game up And even Hugh in here yesterday When we were watching it come in um, Celtic started the better Of course they did And they got the goal I thought second half When Rangers tweaked things I thought they were a lot better Got the two goals early Goal in the second half Gives them a great lift Of course it does at home In a game that they really need to go out and win But we praise Celtic with the finish, the, the the character, the fact that Postacoglu makes these substitutions and more time than not, they seem to produce. And that's exactly what happened because Jota was involved in the, the goal for Kyogo right in the last few minutes. So I don't know where Phil is actually coming from. I think from. you've got to admit, see when you look at the stats, if Phil's talking about the stats of two shots and two goals, when you take the overall stats, Celtic had the majority of possession Rangers had more shots in goal, more shots in target than Celtic. Is the problem with the shots on goal stat or whatever is it? Obviously, take Kyogo for instance. That's a yeah. fresh air swipe. What was he ten? That's a huge chance. That's a big that chance. doesn't go down anywhere in your yeah. Your uh, you know your shots if, at goal. If you look shots at on expected target. goals for yesterday, we touched on that. Celtic were I think one point zero eight. Rangers were double that. Um, but ends two two. The one thing you've got to agree on is Rangers are a better side. At this minute Than the one That visited Celtic Park And Celtic ran over the top of them So It's not that Rangers were brilliant But they have improved Over the Five weeks that 
Beale's been in. But the, but the manager come out, to, all credit to him, come out yesterday. Whether you like what he says or not, I, I, the, the push still to be there for me. I think that transfer windows are so important for him. I don't see him getting in there and all of a sudden this Rangers side being, oof, they're terrific, right? It's work in progress, transfer, and I'll give him credit for that. But I just think that they've been pleased with the way things are going, especially playing against a quality side like Celtic. Um, let's hear that bit from Ange Postacoglu then, speaking specifically about the performance and uh, why it maybe wasn't quite the, the top level that Celtic fans have become used to. I mean, they're just they're human beings, mate. You know, it's like it's uh, it's a big occasion, big game, and uh, yeah, like I so said, we started so well, and then we just, like I said, it, it doesn't take much. I think to be fair, I think Greg going off sort of didn't help us because the balance of the team kind of got a bit out of whack, and then yeah, you know, like I said, but there was still even within that context, we were just giving the ball away cheaply, which we don't normally do. And as I said, you know, you got to you got to understand they're human beings, and you know, not going to be. Um, you know, perfect all the time, and you know, I guess the beauty of it is within that context, though they they still um, you know found a way because it would have been easy. I think at two one with the crowd, the way it was, and the way the game was going for us, sort of sort of be resigned to our fate that it's not our day. But yeah, you know, this group of players have, have never done that, and they didn't today. Thanks again to Phil one four one nine five one one zero two five. And we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. Let's bring in Paul on the line and see what his point is tonight, Paul. Happy New Year, uh, Mark, Gordon, and uh, Mark. Uh, Gordon you. and Gordon, sorry. Um, just wanted to, you know, obviously make a comment about um, Alistair, Alistair Johnson's debut. Um, I thought he was, um, you know, considering, you know, being his first uh, derby match uh, and his first game for Celtic, you know, I thought he was quite composed. Um, I've been on before to talking about Alistair uh, playing for Canada. And, um, you know, I, I think you must be, you'd be, be quite daunted coming in uh, in that atmosphere. I thought he handled himself quite well. And I wanted to know what the panel thought about that. have to agree. thought he was really good first half. Like uh, Paul said there, I thought he was composed. I thought he looked aggressive in the tackle as well. Um, he looked to get forward. He was clever when he was in the final third as well. I, I particularly remember the one he feeds into Forrest and I thought Forrest should have done better. It was a, a smart ball. He didn't just throw it in the box. And he looks athletic. He looks strong. He looks like he'll fit right into that Celtic backline. No problems at all. And to be thrust into that atmosphere, I mean, I have some some inkling of what it's like. I mean, I'd, I played at Ibrox for Celtic. I think it was maybe two weeks after I'd signed I'd played a game before that but it's daunting experience and uh, he's only been at the club for four weeks now trained with the team for three of those but never played a game so to fit in alongside your your yeah. fellow centre half and to get a relationship with your winger thought it was hugely impressive obviously well coached Gordon from his, his youth days in, <laughs> in was, Canada by yourself yeah um, I was very impressed with you I thought that um <laughs> You know, he settled well into that right-back berth. Yeah. Um, didn't look out of place. And as Matt rightly says, it's one of those games that you could, you know, you could sink very quickly in them if you make an early mistake. Um, people may look at it with the Kent goal, but I don't criticise him for that because I think Kent's goal is absolutely stunning. He moves it and hits it before MD can react, even the goalkeeper Joe Hart. But if you're looking at that lad that right back yesterday, you're thinking we've got a good sign here. I mean, Nance Postacoglu team selection, not 
we don't get it properly questioned very often because Celtic win most of the games and he, and he gets most things right at the moment. But there was a lot before the game yesterday, wasn't there? Particularly maybe James Forrest's inclusion. I know there was a bit of illness doing the rounds. Um, the fact that Alistair Johnson was given a debut, something we debated during the week. It didn't surprise you as such, but you know, was Hitati going to continue? Uh, would Juranovic come back and he then comes on? Mark, rather than Burnaby at left back So there was quite a bit to pick through Yeah, and although Ange Postacoglu got it right in the end to get a point I think it's still You're still able to question his lineup at the start Because Celtic weren't at the sparkling best And the players that he did put in Forrest had a poor afternoon um, O'Reilly instead of Moy was a big call Must admit, I would have played O'Reilly as well Before the game um, But Moy... Terrific form Came on and probably got Celtic back in the game The big one for me And I harped on about it yesterday Was Juranovic Who clearly Wasn't fit to play because of illness That's why Maybe Alistair Johnson got the nod over him But when you've got a left back there In Burnaby Who's done well since he's came to the club I just thought the full balance of the, the team was off And it was at that moment Sakala started to come into the game And you trace back the two goals then Juranovic said, I did feel for him, I must admit, because when you're not feeling your best, he couldn't complete a five-yard pass, and we've been there before, but as in the manager, the manager picked him for some I, I reason, think it, I that think didn't it, work. I think it's quite easy, Mark, that you can start pointing at who he brought in, James Forrest, for instance. Now, let's be honest here, James Forrest is a very experienced, quality player that's played in these games before. Um If you look at Celtic's overall performance, and Ange Postacoglu said that there, only human beings... They gave the ball away cheaply. They're two two men for me. I thought I thought Alistair Johnston right back for his debut, and Carter Vickers were brilliant. Carter Vickers at the end with the Tillman sliding and tackle, I thought was magnificent. But if you take that away, even Callum McGregor, who gets praise every time he plays for Celtic, especially on this show, I I, I didn't see him influencing the game at all. Moy come on, and I thought he controlled it a little bit, but I just thought. It's quite easy to point the finger at Forrest and, you know, you put on Juranovic at left back and Mark's right, he had an absolute nightmare at left back. But I just think Celtic, as a team, apart from those two, were well below it. Thank you, Paul. Lovely to hear from you. That was Paul on the line, 01419511025. I can see quite a few calls starting to come in about referees, VAR, penalties given and not given. Let's do that next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are here You can tweet us as well as call Paul Wilkie's on He says what everyone seems to be missing about yesterday Is the fact it was probably one of Celtic's worst performances of the year well, would have been the year's just started You don't want to be that guy Sorry Paul uh, Still came away from the game with a point And maintained their lead at the top of the league So Paul's taking... Uh, the positives there now, as always. Um, there's always a bit of controversy when these sides meet. There was a few uh, penalty box incidents that I can see you want to discuss on the phone, so let's do it. John is in Proven Mill. What have you got for us, John? Uh, good evening, Gordon. Gordon and Mark. Hello. Uh, before I get my, my, my main point, Gordon, I think Joe Hart made his, his slough at the back. That's when I think Rangers get a wee, a wee kind of break with that. They get a wee kind of bit of confidence for that. That was, that was the only time it started from Joe Hart's kind of Daftness. Mm. Anyway, get, getting back to what you're talking about, Gordon. It baffles me now. This this bar's baffling me now, right? I was all for VAR coming in. Celtic seem to be the team that's on the, the wrong end, wrong end of VAR, uh, sorry. 
yesterday, John beaten again. Now listen, I'm not coming, but I am. I'm half paranoid now. I'll tell you why. John Beaton had every opportunity. The Golson's hand is in an unnatural position. Right, he puts his hand up. His right hand goes up. Right, with his body and he's shown studs. His foot goes forward, shown studs. Right, his hand goes up. Clearly hits him. The players turn in the beating and saying it's hurt his hand. Right, it doesn't even go over to the monitor. Doesn't go to the monitor. Doesn't go to the monitor either for Rangers. So called, it was never apparently. Starfield doesn't touch uh, the boy Tillman. He slides, Tillman loses his, his foot in the grass, slides, goes over the top of uh, Starfield's foot, right? No hesitation. Doesn't go and look at the monitor to see if that's apparently. Now, we all know that you've got every opportunity because it happened to Morelos in a tackle. He went to the monitor and looked at it again. Ah, it's to send it off, right? Twice yesterday, he didn't, did take the opportunity to go and look at the monitor. Can any of you ask me this? Tell me, why not? Why not? Well, he would have to be sort of advised to come and look at it by the VAR. You know, they would have to look at it and suggest that you know there might be a clear and obvious error made. And it's at that point that you know they would then sort of I don't know what the right word to use is not order him over, but but sort of suggest that he may want to look at it. So it's not it's not really John Beaton that makes that call on his own. He's a referee, man. He's referee. That he's officiating that <laughs> game. He's a, for, for me, he's a main man. So if he thinks this could be a penalty, I might have missed a handball mm-hmm. here. He should refer to VAR in their whatever they're in, their warfare, whatever, and turn and say, listen, can I have a look yeah. at that? Oh, do you know what, John? Don't get me wrong. I don't even disagree with that sentiment. I'm just saying that's that's not really how it works. Gordon, I think, I think no, this might sound stupid. It might sound daft and laughable. But I think because we're playing big stakes here, this is a business, I think they go down a legal route with us and say... Get an independent panel for all referees in other country, whatever. Because it's getting, it's, it's getting, it's getting now, it's not laughable anymore. It's getting quite serious for Celtic. I'm a Celtic fan. I'm quite happy with yesterday. Yesterday, listen, I still, uh, Rangers coming to Park Head, I think it's a, it's a walkover for Celtic. I didn't see anything in the Rangers. But anyway, that's beside, that's another day, mm-hmm. another point. But going back to VAR, I'd like to ask Gordon uh, DL and Mark Wilson. They're, they're two ex players. They watched the game as well as I watched the game. It's, it's getting beyond a joke now, Mark. That has to be, we have to do as a club, have to go to the, and say, why Why are you seeing all you know, look at that? And other games, we're getting things against us. So, I mean, it, it changes the game. It's, it's not a penalty for Rangers either. I think what's a better debate, right, is was it a handball? Should it have been a penalty? Why John Beaton didn't go over to the monitors? A bit boring, because I've tried to explain it to John, who's not buying it, which is fine. But we can still definitely debate whether it should have been a penalty. Mm. Let's do it. Let's yeah. go. Let's get stuck in. Like, watched at the time. I was the only one in the studio that said I thought that would be harsh if it was given. Uh, I gave my reasons because I used the word his silhouette wasn't any bigger, he wasn't making his body any bigger. If it was in the Celtic box, I'd be saying exactly the same thing. Now, watching it back several times, because I knew it was going to be a talking point today, I still haven't changed my mind. If anything, with the rule and the IFAB rule that's going about today, stating that if an attacker takes a shot and a defender's close by and he puts his hands up, to cover his face and protect his face and it has his hand the IFAB rule states that it's not a penalty so like I'd said yesterday I would have loved to have stood as a Celtic minded you know ex-player supporter and said that was a penalty but sometimes the rules are there in black and white and you cannot escape them out never mind how much you love your club the rules are the rules it's there so I don't see... I mean, all rules are to be interpreted, but I take your point. John, what do you, what do you make of the case that Mark builds? 
Well, just blow Matt right out of the water with, with, with the rules are there, Matt. What about the Celtic defender, the, the Argentinian boy? Was he even facing the ball? He's back to the ball, hits his arm. So, the rules are the rules, mate. John, so why, here, why here's the thing, here's the thing, John. When Burnaby got the penalty given against him, I stood here with the rest of the guys and went, no way is that a penalty. Matt O'Reilly against Ross County stood here, no way is that a penalty in a million years. However, you can't then just give that penalty yesterday because Celtic have been harshly done by in previous it times. Also, well, I understand why that would annoy fans, a sort of cutting up. But annoy. A, the best comparison would be ones where a defender has the hand in front of his mm-hmm. face, wouldn't it? Because it's just this, it's a more similar action, it's a more similar incident. Yeah. It would be a better uh, comparison. John, I can't, what was it? I think Mark read something about um, that. You know, there's that bit on the IFAB website that says, you know, if a, if a if a defender has his hands in front of his face, um, it's a natural reflex movement. It's not making the body any bigger, and it shouldn't be a penalty. Which which bit of that don't you think fits? Because you're allowed to, by the way. That's the whole fun of it. I'll tell I'll tell you now. Put his hands in up his face. Were they not? It's never near his face. Go look at it now, John. His hands in there. He puts his hands up to the side, not his face. So <sighs> listen, I John. John, I must have looked blood on Mark. My, I must have watched another, a different stall for you, mate. Well, I'm, I'm, I, you must be. My, my hand about. You must be, and look, <laughs> I'm argue, We're arguing over something that's blatant. Connor Goldson's hands were in front of his face. They weren't at his side. They were in front of his face. The ball I'm hit it. There's me, no mate. argument. I've looked at it a million we'll times. Make, I've seen we'll it live. You're telling me to go and look at it again. I've looked at it. Right, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Hold on, we've not got Gordon's esteemed opinion on this. I'm putting the cat amongst the pigeons. I, I thought that it was a penalty kick. Um, I totally understand what Mark's saying about the rules and read the rules as well. I think it's his next, the second phase of his hands going up. Oh, I, well, the second phase of his hands oh, going up? Yeah. I hate this. Have you, no, have not you not okay. this specific no, incident, just on. the fact that we have got microscopic <laughs> analysis <laughs> of handballs. How can it be a second phase in the one action? If you watch it, his hands... Uh, uh, for me, I think it's a penalty kick, right? I hate the I hate the handball rule because I slaughtered the referee for the Ricky Lamy one. I thought it was terrible. I thought that, any calls about that one, right? Which is funny. I thought... I thought Starfelt was a penalty for Rangers, Stone, Stonewaller. I did. Uh, I know John's trying to pop an argument for that. Um, but it's just the, the, the handball rule to me. I, I, mm. I, look, I'll, people will be coming on saying, how can you say that? And it's just the same with John, with Mark. It's a matter of opinion. John Beaton seen it and decided that it was not a penalty kick. But I thought he got away with one. And then... Willie Collum VAR decides either well a couple of things firstly that there's not a clear and obvious error that requires mm-hmm. John Beaton to uh, to go over to the monitor which bit of of the rule that I mean Mark's come armed with the rules tonight which yeah. is good I'm impressed with his homework um, but they they are all there for interpretation that's the point you know so I'm, that's that's why we do it I, I'm reading out rules more often than I wish we did on this show Um which bit of it don't you think fits? That it's a Q and A on the IFAB website, yeah. the, the governing body for these types of things. Um, I think if you look at it closely, it says gone. you know the referee allows play to. The question is if a defender who's close puts their hands in front of their face as a reflex action to protect their face, and the ball hits their hands, what's the decision? And the answer is the ref allows play to continue because the position 
is a result of the natural reflex movement doesn't make the body unnaturally bigger. Which bit do you disagree it's, with? Because this is something just generally right. we do this every week when I, when I, mm-hmm. when a, a decision is made. We I think we, it's important that we separate your your instinct as a fan, where you just say, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's a penalty," or, or "That's a red card," and okay. But why? That's the bit you need to get to. For one, whether it's for or against, we need to get to why rather than just in my because opinion, it is. And in my opinion, if you watch that again, it's the last bit of his. Now, do of, you think his hands are in front of his face? Because Mark does and John doesn't. I, I, so I'm now th- arguing about the same. I think at the beginning, his hands go up towards his face. Uh, but if you watch his movement, and you can watch it again, I'll show you at half, uh, half time. I'm saying. Me, you I'll and John will sit down and watch it again. Right? I'll show you the break. He then moves his hands up. Over his face, by his face. He's Where does there. the ball hit his hands? As a second face for me. I think <laughs> it is a, a penalty kick. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm just asking him. Like I say, we need to get to why. We can't just be. So you don't think the ball hits his hands when his hands are in front of his face? No, I think his hands are up a bit. I think his hands are away from his face in that sense. I think you're inventing not, something that's not, not happened. No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about. If you, Do you know the you beauty. Say. This is why we need this show on TV. Gordon DL's hand gestures here are magnificent. Have we got the angles right? It's like a Madonna music video or something. Yeah, got I, I, so, where, sorry, where do you think the ball hits his I hands? Think, Where's I his th- hands when it I hits? think as, as a ball, as his he, head. he puts his hands there and then he flicks his hands up. <laughs> Watch it, watch I'm, I'm not laughing at it. I'm laughing it's at the energy you're putting the action into. But you, not disagreeing. Watch a video, and I bet you there's a million people out there. Why are you pointing your pen at me? I don't. I don't disagree. I just want everyone who's making a point to justify it and just to clarify everything. I think the Rangers won a Stonewall penalty kick, so I'm not here to, to stick up for one team or other. I'm seeing it as it is. And usually I'll be proved right John, once we see it. We've got a hung jury in here. We've got one that's with you, one that's against you. I don't I wouldn't be relying on these two to launch your legal action. But anyway, thank you to John on the line. It takes us up to time for this already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I'm sure we can get back to that if the desire is there. Um, <laughs> see Gordon DL dancing around the studio again would be quite good fun. But let's play Beat the Pundit 01419511025. Imagine on your CV, imagine updating your CV, high school, uh, whatever it is, it's not called hires anymore. Even I'm getting too old for that mm. sort of stuff. Oh, not five. Your college, whatever not you've four, done, college, previous jobs. First ever Beat the Pundit winner of 2023 You'd put that bit in bold wouldn't you Good accolade Underline that. it yeah, like So that's that. what's at stake tonight 01419511025 Let's get the year off to a winning start for the listeners And we'll do it next Lanes close at 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here We're looking back on a busy old day In the Scottish Premiership yesterday So far we've had both teams Pretty much happy with a point We've had question marks over Rangers subs We've had praise for Celtic subs We've had talk about the gap or perceived gap at the top And of course it wouldn't be the day after Without a good old debate About penalties given Penalties not given Contentious decisions And plenty more time for it We're here until 8 o'clock So get your calls in 01419511025 And we'll do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I can't stress to you The importance of this 
the right. first game of the new year the chance to send out a statement lay down a marker use whichever football cliche you find applicable that mm. is what is at stake for you tonight yeah are you okay with that 100% Mark Wilson pretty confident yeah Brian and Carntine Aye All good are you, f- are you feeling confident Yeah feeling confident Yeah no pressure No pressure Good after man the way you've just put it there. Good, good Christmas and New Year Brian <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant mate Thanks for asking Good, yeah. good I'm glad you'd Better than yours You were ill I was It was him that gave you yeah, it was are you him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't think any, anyone he should be better to pass before on he comes in here. He just passes germs. Tested for what? Germs. Hold on a minute. He's a germ Reputation here. He gave everybody in here COVID. That was a while ago. These he's, those he's things were happening back then. Infections. Everything. You two being kissing or something? Unbelievable, honestly. Anyway, don't answer that. Right, heads. It will be Mark the Germ Wilson. Since the darts is on, let's give you some. Let's give you a darts name Mark the Germ Wilson Versus Gordon the Oh come on The Schnozzle DL I'll schnozzle you Just back It was the obvious one It was the obvious <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> No, I think they're no. not fairly average size Gordon and Archer Anyway Heads it's tail Heads it's Mark Tails it's Gordon And it is Heads it's Mark Wilson I really don't. Do you know what it is? It, Turn the lights out and it feels it feels Shoo. particularly uh, pointed for have you ever noticed that you don't see his teeth? I, I never, never noticed seen, never I've seen never seen, seen teeth. Them. Never. Go and show us them. It's because of that lip that lip pings down. Like the the nose like, pushes his lip down. I've That's never seen them in like all the years of As my Elvis lip. Anyway, right, enough of that. Who actually won the coin or lost? Me, I'm on. Um don't let your bottle crash here Because I know what it's like uh, And the last uh, caller I'll dispatch a Brian John got him. The last caller argued with you Which uh-huh. sometimes Sometimes That doesn't right. throw you yeah. off But Callum gave him that information uh, Right here we go Give you some Clyde too uh, Brian 30 seconds Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know Alright No problem at all Good man then 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts <laughs> Now Who opened the scoring at Ibrox yesterday? Which SPFL side did Jim Goodwin start his managerial career with? Who's the Premiership's top scorer alongside Kyogo? Ion Miofsky. Who managed more games for Rangers, Paul Le Guin or Pedro Cachinha? Paul Le Guin. Name either club side Darren Fletcher played for after Man United. Stoke City. Which team is currently top of the Scottish Championship? It is Dundee. How many Australians have played for Hearts this season? Three. Okay, let's bring back Mark Wilson. Can you hear us? Yeah. Do not. Can you imagine how he's going to treat you if you let the listeners get off to a winning start? All right, okay. Easy Easy questions, isn't it? You ready? Yeah. Who opened the scoring at Ibrox yesterday? Maida. Which SPFL side did Jim Goodwin start his managerial career with? Ooh, Awa. Who is the Premiership's top scorer alongside Kyogo? Oh, eh, oh, Shangland. Who managed more games for Rangers, Paul Le Guin or Pedro Cachinha? Pedro Cachinha. Name either club team that Darren Fletcher played for after he left Man United. Sunderland. Which team is currently top of the Scottish Championship? Queen's Park. How many Australians have played for Hearts this season? (laughs) Three. Did did you see that gesture? Did you just... Did yeah, you just did. throw him what was the it, middle it, it, digit during, during beat the country <laughs> <laughs> and, and, got one wrong. <laughs> and he's quick to try and put me off when I get one wrong Darren Fletcher West Brom come on a West Brom man. honestly because I've uh, <laughs> that, that camera's not on how did Bryzo do what do you think Brian uh, 
I think it's pretty tight. I might think it might come down to one up. It's a good game. It is a good game. Dies in May that opened the scoring. Alawa Athletic was Jim Goodwin's yeah. first club. Yeah. Brian get that as well. He did two each. Did he? Lawrence Shankland Brian. Oh, did you say? Brian didn't get that. Did he? he went Miovsky. I think a couple of weeks really? ago, but uh, Shankland got a couple yesterday. He's in mm-hmm. great form. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark Wilson goes three two in front. Paul Le Guin managed thirty one times for Rangers. Brian said Paul Le Guin. You said Pedro Cachinha mm-hmm. who managed. 26 Oh that's close It's an equaliser ah, Brian That's just luck though isn't Brian, Brian equalises It's just luck isn't he Name Joy either now. club that... Down to luck aye. Let's put it down to luck Exactly Brian ah. He's given it a lot For it's a guy who a couldn't game. remember <laughs> That Darren Fletcher Played for West Brom And Stoke City ah, ah. Brian knew it Did he? Oh yes You know your Brian. stuff Brian So is Brian in front He is in one in front aye. You mm. think you would remember Because the biggest Accolade of your career Is that you were The Scotland schoolboys Captain Whilst Darren Fletcher Had to mm. take orders From you I was I, I was and look, look where it ended up He's a bit nervous here he, Gave I him a think few he, pointers I think you could set the Brian won't know Who's top of the championship though I will He said Dundee oh, 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 Brian, That's unfortunate Brian, Brian. Brian, I think you're a week in delay because you've got a couple of answers here that were the right answer yeah. a week ago. Um, but you had a good Christmas, New Year. It's Queen's part now. Okay, oh, what's the last, last one? Equaliser. That an equaliser. That was an equaliser. Um, okay, you get another one. How many Australians have played for Hearts this season? What did you say? I said three. Brian also said three. It's so a tiebreaker. So whatever happens, we're going to the tiebreaker. I would have said four. Nathaniel Atkinson, Cammy Devlin, Kai Rolls. It is three. So you oh. both got it. What a game! What a game! <laughs> Five no, each to kick off the new year. I'm happy no. with that. Ready for the tiebreaker, Brian? Tiebreakers. Yeah, let's go for that. Come on, Brian. Right. Here's the deal. Guess all, Brian. I'm going to <laughs> read the question. I'll then get Mark to give me his answer, and I'll then invite you to give me yours, Brian. Okay? No problem. Let's do it. Simple. How many goals have been? Oh, did I use this last week? I think I might have. Uh, no, no. Different question. How many goals have been scored in the Scottish Premiership so far this season? He knows that You used that last week Didn't he? He listens to It was points last week You be quiet if you don't mind Oh look at him Show me the paper Okay Brian what are you going? 275 275 Mark Wilson what is yours? 326 326 That's close The answer Is 341 Justice has prevailed Devastated Brian Absolutely devastated You didn't deserve that Brian he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. I liked Brian's performance. <laughs> Sneaky Wilson. Oh, ah, the, Dundee one, the Dundee one's annoying me because I was looking at the league tables oh, the other day and I forgot no. Queen's Park won the last game. He did. Yeah. Mark the Germ Wilson. Ah, well. He storms it. Unlocking I like Brian, though. I like the sound of Brian. I'm keeping him on. What did you make of the game yesterday, Brian? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought, kind of, first 10, 15 minutes, uh, Rangers started well, but obviously Celtic got the early goal, and then I thought. Into the second half, I thought Bill changed his tactics up pretty well to kind of nullify the threat that Celtic were possessing or they usually possess. But I thought, all in all, probably a fair result, if I'm being honest. Any, I mean, do, do you look at that bigger picture? This has been a theme that's been running through. For, for a lot of people, that was a, a chance to properly resurrect the title race and then pr- 
Is that chance gone Or is that not how you saw yesterday anyway I know Well I personally I mean I look, I look at a lot of Rangers fans And I listen to a lot of Rangers fans I think the bigger picture for us Is beyond this season I mean uh, If we could catch Celtic It would be brilliant But I mean I'm 37 years old This is one of the most impressive Celtic sides I've seen in recent memory um, And their consistency of play Is unbelievable I'll be honest I was expecting them to come to Ibrox yesterday and, and give us a bit of a doing But I'm delighted that Michael Managed to get the team on the park Get them performing And it's just positive signs Moving forward now that's all we can look for I suppose he is a bare minimum Right You're not going to you, pro- you probably can't Transform a team overnight Existing players Very tough to do so um, You certainly can't get Any new players in At the moment mm-hmm. Not up until now At a minimum Will Michael Beale Be at least looking at Maybe an upturning Belief Character If you think You know Think Aberdeen You're not going to look at Petaudry and think That was a good performance No But clearly you Ross know, County Not a good belief performance the character Again yesterday Brian says before the game He expected Celtic to come and win When Celtic went one up You definitely expected them to To come and win Yeah Worrying times when Celtic went one up um, And even getting in at half time I know that The guys touch on the Morelis heart incident um, Yeah I think I think obviously It can take a lot of heart Because Brian's an honest uh, Ranger supporter saying about how good Celtic are. You look at the squad, you look at the bench. Um, Beal's not had a transfer window at all. Uh, he's come in there, he's steadied the ship. Four wins, one draw. He was what, minutes away from beating a top-class Celtic side. Uh, but there's still a bit of improvement. He knows that and he's coming out and admitting that himself. He's telling the Rangers fans, look, we've maybe moved on five steps, but I want to maybe get to ten and we want to keep progressing. So if you're a Rangers fan, you're walking away from that in the sense of, right, we never closed the gap. The league is probably gone. But we come up against a real good Celtic side. We weren't that far away from picking up three points. But you go to character and you've got to say, Celtic, I've got it in abundance. Got to say, Brian's spot on. It's funny actually. Yesterday, no. from both teams, then are coming away saying we've got a bit of character here. Is that is that right? That's rare. Yeah, that that very rare. But I, I think it's it's close to the truth because Brian's right. Celtic are are so consistent. They've got such depth in their squad, and they play a style of football that's attractive. Rangers were a bit of a shell when Van Bronckers left. It's up to Beal to get them better than that. And you've got to say, in the five games he's been there. He has. It's a big month for him getting players in and getting players back fit. And look, if he can, if he can get closer to Celtic, it's going to still be very difficult in the league and do something in the cups. Then it's a successful time are up you, until the summer. Are you the type, Brian, who th- looks at yesterday and says, "Actually, that this shows we are not that far away from Celtic," or? Are you the type that says good point and we'll take it, but we need surgery going forward, or you know we need we need an overhaul? I mean, personally, I don't think you can look too far too far ahead. That's obviously quite a silly thing to do when you're at Rangers or Celtic or any club for that matter. But I think at the moment, for me, it's, it's more a mentality thing than an ability thing. Um, I know we keep harping on about it, but less than six months ago, this this team or the majority, the vast majority of that that squad were winning a Scottish Cup and playing in a European final. So I think a lot of it comes down to a mentality side. I think. Um, with Michael Beale coming back obviously with him being in the building previously he's got knowledge of the requirements the standards that are needed um, and obviously he's got a big reputation as a coach so I think from his point of view if he can improve upon the players that are currently there whilst also maybe adding two or three players to suit his style of play his philosophy I think it could be a positive um, six months coming 
over the next six months. Obviously, at the end of the day, when you finish second in Scotland, it's, it's last at the end of the day. But like Mark's just touched on there, I remember when Alex McLeish came in as Rangers manager, miles behind Martin O'Neill, but he managed to come in and win the two cups, and that then set him up for a more successful future as a Rangers manager. So, fingers crossed that Bill can get the right people in the building whilst also improving what's already there, because I do think that there is a big future for him moving forward as manager of Rangers. Good man, Brian. Brian and Carntine there, 0141951025. Sorry, I like Brian. I thought he'd come on, played very well, made some good points. All love out there for Brian. Yeah, I'd, get yeah. him involved in a Thursday night standing. I, f- I feel for him. I feel for him. He just he fell at the last hurdle, but well done, Brian. Let me. Hold I'm double checking this with oh, producers, Michael. I, I, it was definitely not the question I asked last week. I can't have that in my conscience. <laughs> You've also got to give credit to the guy who won it. Hold on a wee minute. He was so close. Well, I'm asking... I'll give you any money. ah, Producer Michael knows his stuff. He says it was the points last week. And the answer was was 316. So it's quite close. Uh, Weirdly. I I know my stuff. Right. Tony's in Drumchapel. What's on your mind, Tony? Hi. First of all, Happy New Year to you all. Thank you, Tony. Have a prosperous 2023. Same to you. Uh, I'd just like to talk about the, the old firm game. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to say well done to Rangers. They played a they played a very good game, and uh, I think they they put the effort in that normally I've not seen for them in an old firm game. So well done to Rangers. Uh, just getting to my my point that I would like to make, uh, and I think it's time for quite a bit of honesty to come out here about VAR. I think people have been skirting around the actual issues with it now. VAR in itself is not a problem. Right, VAR obviously shows you what's on the park and what's happened. What the problem is is the people behind VAR. Now, Celtic have had, I could probably say, every single decision has went against them, apart from the Hatati, which they said was checking for an offside, which a man with his guide dog could see it was the offside. You know what I mean? It was miles onside. It shouldn't even have been checked. I can I can quantify the who all the different. Uh, decisions that's went against Celtic. Now, one, that tells me it's very unusual. A lot of averages, when you go to the casino, if you put black on or red, you've got a 50 50 chance of winning. Now, when it's 100%, you know, man, you've got to ask yourself, why is that? Why is that? Now, I've got my, I've got my opinions on it, but I'm not going to share that with you. It's either ineptitude or it's something else that, pe- that people are watching. So I'm just putting that out there. I know it's all going to come back, the paranoia and all that. It's happening too often. uh, Firstly, just let's be a bit careful with your analogies about who can and can't see the incidents. I think that's just in the interest of fairness. Um, But so specifically yesterday, Tony, we can run through them all if you want. But, you know, I know know what you're thinking. Michael Smith, Burnaby, um, Matt O'Reilly, etc. So you, you think yesterday... Stupid question time, clearly a penalty, no doubt about it. But what in particular about it do you think is a penalty? Well, it's blatantly obvious that the rest of the rest of all the decisions. I'm, I'm not that keen on the rule. I was listening to be Sean Maloney on the TV. I agreed with him. He's not keen on the rule. Any sort of handball, if it's outside, no, if it's it's uh, yeah, what is it, an unnatural position? If it's in an unnatural position, I'm not actually keen on that. But if you're going to put that into effect, that then it should be consistent all the way through. Now, it's no consistent, and it's more inconsistent every time Celtic play. It's more inconsistent. So that tells me, why is it more inconsistent? 
It's obviously the people behind it, as I say. I don't want to get any controversy. I understand what you're talking you about. You can get controversial if you like, up well, to a point. What I'm, what I'm saying is there's a cheat, there's cheating going on in Scottish football. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know I'm going to get slaughtered, right? But there's cheating going on with the people behind the VAR. And also and now we're getting close Now we're getting close yeah, yeah. to things but that you probably that. can't say Because if you're going to make that accusation about an individual in particular You have to be able to prove it Or you might get us and yourself in a bit of bother um, I mean Mark See that I'm, I've been consi- consistent on this issue of consistency I don't really get it in the sense that you you think Burnaby's was a crazy decision earlier in the season You think, yeah. you think Matt O'Reilly's was yep. If we want to talk Consistency I just personally Maybe I'm simple Maybe I don't have The critical thinking To do it otherwise I'd be much more comfortable Talking about consistency If we had another incident Where the hands Were in front of the face Right And It was the same ref And the same VAR Mm -hmm. Yeah Because that, that would just That would be Closer to consistency For the avoidance of doubt You two Both think Burnaby was incredibly hard done by Mm -hmm. You both think Matt O'Reilly Was incredibly hard done by So to a point You're agreeing with Tony That things have gone against Celtic Yes But I also don't think They are that comparable to yesterday Whether you think it's a penalty or not By the way You're allowed to think it is or it's not It's not that comparable In terms of how it plays out I mean With the Burnaby one The hands out And the ball hits harsh Matt O'Reilly Hands bow straight through the body. You could argue, uh, if without going overall ground too much, Matt O'Reilly one seemed it's probably the worst of the lot yeah, because incredible. the ball's not going towards the yeah. goal or whatever the incredible other possible decision. Easier. However, yesterday's you know claim goes his hands are clearly in front of his face, and again the unnatural position, the rule, the IFAB rule, clarifies that that uh, that becomes acceptable of a. A shot's been taken from close range and a player then puts his hands in front of his face, then it almost becomes a natural reaction for the player. Now, Golden's hands weren't out. If they were an inch or a yard out for his body, I'd be standing here saying penalty all day long because his hands are up there but they're outstretched. They clearly weren't. So they're different situations. And again, I'll go back to it. Because Celtic were hard done by, and I I think... Hundred percent thinks Celtic were hard done by, and the Burnaby one, the the Michael Smith one at Tynecastle, I thought was a penalty, and the Matt O'Reilly one was outrageous. I can't then stand and say, oh, because that happened yesterday's was a penalty kick when everything that I saw and then backed up by the rule contradicts that. But the decisions are just <coughs> going against Celtic, Mark. I, I, I highlighted tonight in the program. I watched yeah. the worst penalty kick ever yeah. given in, in in the time of of watch football. With Akilami. It was incredible. I totally agree. I think everybody does not like the, the handball situation. Now, you'll get 20 people on mm. here, 10 will say penalty, not penalty. I've heard people saying that Sakala stood in Staffel. I think that's a stonewall penalty. That's my decision. That's my opinion on it. Mark's the same. You'll get other people saying, no, I've had a look at it. You know, Starfield slides in, Sakala stands in him. So, I'm sorry, I'm not going along the lines. Has Celtic come up against it a little bit with VAR and cutly decisions that they can argue with? Yes. Have we backed them up? Yes. But I'm not down Tony's roadway. Because, as I keep saying, 
What about the Motherwell supporters? What about games that we're not highlighting as much? There's decisions going uh, against other clubs as well. Tony Watt's red card where he doesn't get sent Fair off, enough. but VAR sends him off and then he wins an appeal 100%. during the week. That, mm. you and know. that affects the outcome of that game. At a time it was critical for Liam Fox, United go on to lose that game. But look, the one, one thing I would agree with Tony, and I think Daz was alluding to that as well, that we're watching VAR decisions and, and referees looking at things and it sometimes becomes baffling how they come to these decisions. Now, it, it, it creates loads of talking points for us, but some of the decisions, I, you know, I cannot get my head around how they come to that conclusion. And that's where we, we probably could get better. And I think the referees may work at that and get it better. I don't know how you do it, but I suppose it's like anything we experience, you become better at anything. So let's just hope that this season yes there's lots of contentious moments I guess next season there will be but let's try and minimise them as much as possible thank you Tony 01419511025 we'll get more calls next taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here it's so 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, got a full time teaser for you. Stephen McCara has sent it in. Full time at Clyde1.com. Oh, yeah. That's where he sent it. See, because it's really busy mm-hmm. and we've got lots happening. I'm going to trim this. Okay. Right, let's go one, two, three, four, five. Let's go six players since 2015 have scored one league goal for Rangers and only one. So since 2015, six players have scored a league goal for Rangers, but it was their only league goal. Goal in the top flight. In the top flight. In the top flight. Yes. So it'll be since twenty sixteen. Wow. One league goal. Um, Do you like that? Good I'll, question. I isn't love it? that. There's obviously centre halves in since there. Twenty sixteen. Since twenty sixteen, six players have scored one goalie. and one only league goal um, for Rangers in the top center, flight. Centre half. Ben uh, Davies. No. Um, no, the other one. Ah, oh, my. Leon King. No. Cottage. No, he scored a couple, didn't he? Did he? You know, took a couple off. Um, okay, that Macaulay. No. Kiernan. Yes. Rob Kiernan against Hearts in 2016. For anyone who's keeping track. Right. Okay. That is Oh, what about that left back? No. Is that before Declan John? Nope. No. Good idea. I thought he scored against Halton. Uh, Flanagan? Nope. <sighs> okay. Joey Barton? No. I'll give you some thinking time. You're in the right sort of era with a lot of these. But. Senderos? Is Gilmar scored? Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes, uh, midfield player. Jordan for... Rhodes. <laughs> no, Jordan Rhodes. Uh, no, Jordan. The lad from Liverpool. Um, uh, midfield player. <laughs> Rossiter. Rossiter. Jordan Rossiter. Yes. Yeah, Somehow, how, you have got I, there. Uh, how have I clicked? <laughs> we are hanging out too, too much time with him. Oh. Interpreting for Gordon DL is Mark Wilson. I went down the wing there and set that one up for him. Who was it that used to interpret for the Neds on the Fat? Anyway, 01419511025. And we're talking VAR. Drama, that's just the word that always gets tagged on to the end. I don't know if it is it officially VAR drama when you don't look at the monitor or whatever, but um, what about Tynecastle at the weekend? That was quite something, wasn't it? 
Where do you, where do you stand on that? I'm, I'm, by the way, really keen to talk about the actual football as well because we can't have this overshadowing it, but it is important. Um, took ages, took absolutely ages. How you many have, minutes was it, Gordon? So five, six. So you're having to establish though, is there an offside? There's a lot going on. And then you know, but before that, is there a handball? And then ultimately, do they reach the right decision? Is that all that matters, or do you still grumble? Um, well, the ball comes off. Is it Hanlon? Is it before it hits yes, Bashiri's yeah, yeah. arm? It was that obvious. I think they did come to the right decision, but the referee has to look if Sibic is offside first. They have to look at then how the goal, the ball went in. They have to look at Bashiri's actions as well. I think they did come to the right decision in the end for that one. And does that comfort you then? Or you know, do you say, well, do you know what? At least they came to the right call. Or, or is there still... Because it's alright us saying, yeah, you need to do that faster. And maybe mm-hmm. you do. But you're also, if you're checking multiple things... Yeah. How, uh, I think a situation like that, I think that time frame is totally acceptable. But it's still long, isn't it? It is, but... You have, to, you have to think You have to you But have if to, you get that yeah, wrong And like, then the following day That could cost people yeah. jobs And you have to mm-hmm. look at every instance So there's almost three Separate incidents in that one action So you imagine how long it's taking Some of the refs to even look at so, one even, well, even, and even saw question marks about Does our old colleague Does Andy Halliday Does he pull someone Yeah, there? yeah. So that's maybe why it takes a while But pfft. Um, it's not easy if you're a fan You know if you're in the stadium Or even if you're watching Yeah Sympathise with the fans Because I'm pretty sure you, You're you sitting there Thinking well What's One Why is the goal being Chopped off Because the ball's in the back of the net What's the referee looking at Um, And if you're a Hibs fan You've probably seen Bashiri handball Because you're right behind that goal Um, So yeah I do sympathise with the fans But ultimately I think um, they got to the right decision in the end but and anyway Gordon the worst handball decision of the weekend was Ricky Lamy at Livingston I, no one's causing a fuss about it we need to start a I'm, campaign I'm causing a fuss I have never <laughs> seen a decision like that in all the years of being in football and that's why I go back to it tonight we're arguing about goals and we're arguing about Sakala we'll argue about you know Burnaby we'll argue about different things but when you see the standard that Motherwell who are fighting for their life are dropping down that table Get sat decision, the goalkeeper gets them out, and that's why I gave him the, the credit tonight. But that was if 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 you think that you get decisions against you, go and just mm-hmm. watch that and explain to me how that's a penalty kick. Okay, without going all Ange Postacoglu, because these things are important. That's why we deal with them, that's why we take your calls, why we have the debate. But at the same time, it Ange Postacoglu, like I said, Mark, he's always a big one. Don't let it be the star of the show. On a day like yesterday. We need to find a balance. We need to acknowledge if there's controversy or if fans want to have a debate, let's do it and we've done it. But yesterday was a brilliant and dramatic day. If you're talking Ibrooks, you're talking, you know, four goals, share of the spoils, lots of intrigue about Celtic's performance and debuts and intrigue about where Rangers are under Michael Beale. You look at the Edinburgh Derby, it's a real contrast, isn't it? You've got Hearts, third place, loving life, and Hibs, well, not quite. Well, it's just a... a... A non-contest now between Hearts and Hibs And I think if you're a Hibs fan Turning up to Tynecastle I think you're now going there expecting the worst What is it, eight games that Hearts have been unbeaten Against our rivals Whether yesterday at Ibrox You had, you had the two decisions really You had the Goldson, was it a handball, was it not And you had the penalty situation Apart from that, I thought the game was intriguing I thought it, looked like the guys said It did lack in a bit of quality I think the managers have, have both said that In terms of 
how you would expect both teams and sets of players to keep the ball and create chances. It lacked a wee bit of that, but it didn't take away from the excitement, how both teams set up, how both teams came at each other, how the game swung from Celtic in the lead and confident to Joe Hart then all of a sudden making an error and Rangers getting the upper hand. Then the game changes in the second mm. half and Celtic come back in it. So, intriguing game. Enjoyed it. Lee Johnson, where's he at? I don't mean well, geographically. He may be standing under an exit door very shortly. Um, he's but, but seriously though, can Hibs keep doing that? No, I said that in uh, the show yesterday that you can't just keep going down that road. But the Hibs fans have already turned off. He's come out today. Do you want to hear a bit from him actually? Yeah, I, I would love to. Quite interesting. Some of the he was pretty critical yesterday after losing three uh, 0 in the Edinburgh Derby. It's frustrating for me. It's frustrating for the supporters. You know, it's a really big derby this one, and. Uh, We've got to use that as an absolute reset button to, to move the club forward. You know, we can't keep accepting the level of mediocrity, if you like, that's being shown. I like that quote, Mark. That's very strong. Yeah, we can't yeah. accept the level of mediocrity yeah. being shown. I mean, for some fans who are already switched off, as Gordon says, well, you're driving the mediocrity. But for others, they'll say, well, do you know what? good on them. If he thinks players are underperforming, then... I don't mind that. I, I don't mind managers calling out poor performances when they keep happening time and time again. And you know, manager ultimately takes the fall. He always does. He's the one that loses his job. But if it's the same bunch of players that keep getting manager sacked, then look, there's nothing wrong with saying that this group isn't good enough. Um, what you got to get right then <coughs> is you've got to get <coughs> signings in quickly and make sure they're the right ones. Because when you come out and you slaughter your squad like he has, whether it's right or wrong, and whether Hibs fans agree with him, the players. <laughs> Sometimes don't react to that in the best way. We know footballers, they are fragile at the best of times. When their manager's having a pop in the media, it can sometimes go pear-shaped. So if he's not happy with that squad, which he's clearly not, he's got to get players in quick that'll make a difference. I mean, not really poor events. Xander Clark getting hit with an object from the yeah, stands. Yeah, terrible. It goes with it. We just get that far too often now. Mm -hmm. I think it goes without saying you would... Um, hope that that somehow changes for the better but big performance from him I know Hearts were relatively comfortable you look at the scoreline but he had to make some big saves there's going to be a lot of focus on him replacing Craig Gordon um, big shoes to fill Gordon uh, let's not be kidded here gloves I think was a better do you think so? yeah ok big shoes and gloves um, I think that Sander Clark I, I was very surprised that you know, at the stage of his career that he decides to go to Tynecastle, and really, if Craig Gordon isn't injured, you're playing second fiddle for most of the season. Um, but he's been given his opportunity, unfortunately, for Craig Gordon's injury. Um, and I'll tell you what, he's certainly, he's certainly taking it. He looks very accomplished at Hearts, sitting third in the league, a, three, uh, a clean sheet in the derby yesterday. Um, so, yeah, he can be very proud of his performances. And we can't let that game pass by without mentioning Lauren Shankland. As you heard on yeah. Beat the Pundit, 15 for the season, especially recently, red hot form, joint top scorer in the league. Yeah, brilliant form. When uh, when Hearts needed a striker to replace Boyce, well, he's he's the one that stepped up. And look, he's he's just an instinctive striker. If you, I said yesterday, if you get service to a guy like him, he will finish. Now, Dundee United fans weren't quite happy with the return, but didn't have any creativity behind him when you look at what Hearts have got uh, in the final third a guy like him should have no problems and it just goes to show you what Robbie Nielsen thinks of him you know giving him the armband didn't strike me as captain material I've got to say but 
he's been given it and he's leading by example and if he keeps firing I don't think Hearts will have any problems to secure in third place yeah. this season quickly any more on that teaser Russell Martin yes yes yep <laughs> what a shout that uh, right three down three to get we'll get them uh, did Fraser Air played in the top league? No, in the not too distant future We'll get them Just a quick one for you Because we've been teaming up with our friends At Factory Weights Glasgow's premier home and commercial gym equipment supplier And you two know where this is oh. going uh, Because you went down there Don't give it away But you went head to head on some strength weightlifting challenges Yeah, yeah apparently yeah. Pretty strongly on Wow the one Wow By the way um, All you have to do, right Is guess who won the daily challenge for your chance to scoop up the prize Which is £250 to spend at their Glasgow showroom So tune in to the show next week We'll give you the chance to win It's all thanks to Factory Weights They've got a January sale on 10% off fitness equipment These two uh, really should look into that sale I must admit We're going to speak to Andy Who's a Celtic fan From Craigend next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're about to bring in Andy Who's a Celtic fan Very quickly on this teaser Stephen McCarra wants you to name six players Since 2016 That have got just one league goal uh, Top flight league goal for Rangers I'm going to give Stephen the benefit of the doubt right mm. I'm going to assume he meant to add That it's only Ex-players Because Alec Lowry Cole McKinnon Did they both do it Against us At Tynecastle At the end of last season So ex-players only Jordan Jones Brilliant Against Motherwell Motherwell That just adds to that theory See if you need a wee Think of the The fringe players That do this Did Eros Gresda Not manage to score Against Motherwell Sakala would bang them in Against Motherwell Cedric Eaton would bang them in Against Motherwell A wee some sort of Charity case <laughs> yeah. here where we help people get goals. Yeah, goal scoring run. Anyway, I scored one against Motherwell for Dundee United. I scored two against Motherwell anymore. No, give you give you more time. Yeah. Um, right, Andy's been hanging on for ages. Sorry, Andy. What's your point tonight? Uh, sorry, Gordon. It's a wee bit more intimate when you're coming through my phone. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to talk. I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about that, Andy. I must admit, uh, this show's taken some weird turns over the years, but this might be the the worst. Let's 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 carry on before we get ourselves in bother. I just wanted to talk briefly um, about Val and, and just to say something to other Celtic fans. There's, it, it, there's no conspiracy and, and we're watching one of the best Celtic teams in my life and hearing people constantly talking about Val just detracts from it. I mean, I, I don't know, I'll ask you guys because I've certainly never seen a Celtic team as well coached as this before. Um, I've seen better players at Celtic before but none of them, that, but, but no teams that, that are just... Look like a level above other teams in the way that, that this one does through his coaching. And I think an example of that is uh, yesterday's first goal by uh, by Maida. Um, if you look at it, Maida's running towards that ball before the pass is already done. Because Alfredo Morales has done that pass a couple of times in games before. So we've got the tactical part of it where Dyson's told to be in that part of the pitch. And we've got a player in sync with his manager knows what he's looking for and then is making that instinctive run even before the ball's passed that wasn't luck that was skill it was a Celtic team that at times can reach a level above other teams in Scotland and I think just to constantly talk about VAR every single time it does get a bit annoying there's no conspiracies the one thing that we can all agree on is that our referees are not the best so if they can't even referee a football match consistently what chance have they got about bringing the to, to, to bring a full conspiracy against Celtic I mean it's nonsense And I just think it detracts slightly from Probably one of the better Celtic teams I've seen in my life And I don't think that it's likely 
that we'll always have a Celtic team that's this good. So we should enjoy it and talk about that. Sounds like Ange Postacoglu would love your call, Andy. I must admit, I know he's he's big on that. You make Andy makes a very articulate point about the, the coaching yeah. and the way that you know Celtic are, are set up. Could not agree more with Andy. I think he's totally right with his first point about the the whole you know conspiracy theory, but he is spot on about this Celtic side. And I've said it numerous occasions. I played in a good Celtic team myself. I went uh, numerous occasions to see Brendan Rodgers' side, who were outstanding, um, but they played a different way to this team. But I just think this the way this Celtic team plays in terms of the way you want to see modern football played at high intensity. They've almost got everything. Um, they've got a sound defensive setup, and they touched on it there. Maeda in the side for a reason, and he anticipates that he's set and there's the perfect position to anticipate that pass and cut it out, and it leads to a goal. And they've also got the attacking threat that any team in the country would would kill for. So I think he's he's totally right. That the Celtic team aren't going to be a bit forever. Ange Postecoglou, whether Celtic fans like to hear or not. Isn't going to be the Celtic manager forever So the style he's brought has, has been breathtaking at times How do you look back on yesterday Andy In terms of you know, the, the big picture You know, Getting a point does, does that satisfy you? Does that become a good point? Does it frustrate you that you didn't go and hammer home The dominance that people expected before the match? Oh, of course I mean before the match You're getting on at the bravado And part of me thought we had a really good chance Of going there and getting Rangers a hammering And then when you score within the first 10 minutes You're thinking right Game on Maybe we're in here for another 7-0 Or something like that um, But listen I think we, we went to Ibrox With a very attacking lineup. You know That normally doesn't happen It doesn't happen that often Against a, a Rangers team That I It's at a low head But it's actually quite good I mean as I call it earlier on said These guys did get to a Europa League final about six months ago. So the fact that we're disappointed that we're taking a point away from Ibrox shows where our level is and shows um, you know, what what we actually are coming to expect from this team. And I really hope that, that going forward we can, we can, you know, get more success. I'm sure we'll beat Rangers um again before the season's over. And that's always fun. But the most important thing is, is the league is probably in the back. Um, hopefully we can get a cup or two um, to add to that. Um and yeah, uh, we can go from there. I think if anyone's, um, I think uh, I've not heard it talked about before, but when Pedro Kishina was getting talked about going to Rangers, there was actually reports linking Ange Postecoglou to Rangers as well. And I think when other Rangers fans hear that, I think inside themselves they'll be thinking that would have been quite good. And I think as a Celtic fan, that's like the ultimate victory, isn't it? Must have not. I didn't know that. I didn't. Mm, it was that that knowledge. I never, spoke, I never spoke to him about that one. I like Postecoglou, right? And we know that. Hold on. And I'm going to say, yes, I agree with Andy. I think the brand of football they play is excellent. But I'll also flip over because I think that I was very fortunate to manage up against a Martin O'Neill side who was really well drilled. And I thought Brendan Rodgers was one of the best coaches that's came to Scotland. So Celtic, in that capacity, have been very lucky. The fans are enjoying their football. Totally agree with Andy and the conspiracy nonsense. And, you know, they're playing at a very good tempo scoring bags of goals and not conceding a lot so a lot to be happy about with the manager it feels like for the first time ever Andy I'm probably exaggerating there was a little bit of questioning of Ange Postacoglu's selection whether it was from the start or changes um, on the show yesterday did you buy into any of that? Yeah I mean of course I mean um, I think the Forest decision was strange I think Forrest has sort of changed his game this year um, he's always cut inside but I think you know 
um, he's not got that pace anymore to not get past and then run past. So I think, you know, in a game against Rangers, you're sort of looking at getting behind. It's going to be a wee bit more open. I'm assuming that maybe some of our other players were a bit ill. But, you know, I would have liked to see Jota on from the start. Um, I know he's not started since the Liverpool game, and I think that it's obvious that some of um, the manager's comments after that game um, were pointed towards Jota. And that's another good thing about him. You know, he doesn't play favourites. Um, so, yeah, no, um, there, there were some issues. Um, but, you know, it's a difficult place to go. We got to there with that point, and the league is pretty much wrapped up, so... Can't moan about that too much. And he's a content man. It seems like a nice note to end the calls on because we don't do contentment very much. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Thank you. Good man. That was Andy in Craig End. I like that. Didn't expect that. I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed the show tonight. It's good because you know, listen. This is what we we live for a little bit of madness, don't yeah. we? And then you like just bring it back down, relax you two, so you can go home and sleep Some and good not people be on tonight. Beat the pundit. You'll still you'll still be doing the arm movements that, yeah. and the and the recliner watching the darts. <laughs> <laughs> As always, it's hard to wouldn't make an apology for it because it's it's the nature of being in Glasgow in the West. We spend a lot of time on, on the game yesterday at Ibrooks. There was so much more that probably wanted to get through. We could have extended the show until uh, midnight. What what else did jump out at you? We gave Aberdeen for me, Gordon. Yeah, uh, worrying. We know Jim, both of us. Um, he's a great lad, and we wish him all the best. You're getting into a big job. They've got, you know, high expectations up there. They think they're the third biggest club uh, because of the success that Fergie had brought the, uh, the, the, the city. Jim's went in there, spent a few quid. After a World Cup, it's not been good for him. Now, very difficult. You've got Celtic Rangers right away. But if you're going to St Mirren, you're going to Kilmarnock, you're playing the bottom of the t- um, table, Ross County, you're not scoring, you're drawing... You're coming in for a bit of criticism Big job ahead for Jim You'll need to start turning that round quickly There's a spin that you can put in it Mark That the Aberdeen fans would hate um, And it's that Gordon says Oh they think they're the third force And Hearts fans would say well, well I think we are So right okay You're third or fourth And Aberdeen sit fourth mm-hmm. So what's all the fuss about But the Aberdeen fans Would not be happy with that assessment Because they think it's getting worse They look at that run that they've been on And they're not pleased well, a couple of weeks ago when they were sitting third and it was looking not too bad, we had an Aberdeen fan on here saying it was so unacceptable did, yeah. how how Jim was playing. I couldn't quite believe what I was hearing. But results after that have taken a, a turn and it all seemed to happen at that Rangers game. I know the Celtic game was disappointing, but the Rangers game where they had it in their hands to, to win the game and they let it slip to follow that, going to St Mirren and losing then a, a, a draw at Ross County obviously gets the Aberdeen fans annoyed. But it, it, we make the argument that managers need windows all the time. How many windows has, has Jim had? Is that just the summer one? Did he come in? Yeah, just after? Yeah, listen, I'll stick up for Jim all day long, but you can't say Aberdeen have not backed him, Mark. He's, he's, spent, he's yeah. spent a bit of money up there and it takes time. I think this one's a big month for him because he's got a massive game coming up at home, I think St Johnston, and he's got Rangers mm. in the semi-final of the League Cup. How's it looking at the bottom? You know, Not big win for, for Dundee United. You could say in isolation, a point at Livingston's a decent point, Gordon, but Motherwell not won in a long time. Three Do you know I watched Leveling it? points with the playoff place, only yeah, three wa- points off bottom. I watched the highlights. Um, I thought that Motherwell um, played well, Gordon. I thought some of the decisions that went against them. Van Veen, he's our main goal scorer. Um, it's got to be difficult. There's no doubt in that. There's got to be difficult. Like every other team, you need to start picking up points, especially at home. Anything, the road's a bonus. 
Alright let's finish with this teaser Since 2016 Six players have scored just once For Rangers in a top flight league game Can you name them? You're doing alright You've got Kiernan Rossiter uh, Russell Martin Jordan Jones We did say I think it's only ex-players Because I think Alec Lowry Cole McKinnon did it At the end of last season So two others What about Dial? No Gredsner? No <sighs> Ramsey? Nope Sadiq? Mate, you're struggling now, aren't you? Yeah, Paul. Also played for Hibs, this guy. McGregor? Did... I said McGregor. No. Striker. Striker. Uh, OEM uh, Florian Camberry. Yeah, well done. Yep. And the last okay. one... Thanks. ...has played for a number of clubs up here. Has he played for Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Hamilton Ackies, Rangers? Mm. Hamilton Ackies? Yeah. Oh, I've got it. Give us your intro, I've got it. Cousin, Cousin. 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 Cousin.